0: Something to note, all myths have many versions and variations. For this episode, we've selected the stories that are most entertaining and supplemented them with additional research into Hindu traditions. Our version may not be the myth you're familiar with, but we hope you enjoy them. And be warned, today's episode includes dramatizations of graphic violence and animal cruelty. Please exercise caution for all listeners under 13. Anuman anxiously tapped his tail against the cave opening. He'd spent days watching the woods from a mountain cavern. His back ached, his eyes strained, but he didn't want to move.
1: Think. Think. You are a general. You are God. And yet, you just sit here, waiting,
0: powerless. Behind him, the cave was filled with Vanaras, his primate kin. He knew they were unhappy. It was hard to blame them. It had been a long time since they'd been able to go home to Kishkinda.
1: <sighs> I remember Ravana's mocking voice as he and his Rakshasas exiled us.
2: <laughs> Monkeys don't need a palace or a home. Go live in the forest with other beasts. <laughs> Your kingdom is mine.
0: Hanuman shuddered at the memory. Ravana haunted all of them, but none more than the Vanara king, Sugriva. The old king did not speak anymore. Instead, he sulked in the shadows of the cave. Hanuman was no king, but he was commander of their army, and so now the Vanaras looked to him— the weight of his people was heavy on his shoulders. Nearby, one of the Vanara infants started to cry.
1: Look alive, Hanuman. Your people wait in the dark. It is up to you to remind them of the light. Child, here, here, come. Shh.
0: As he calmed the child, Hanuman looked out once more, searching the horizon. His people were hurting, but there was one thought that gave him solace. In spite of everything, he could somehow feel that change was near.
1: He is so close, I can feel him. Incarnate of Vishnu, born to the king of Koshala. He is the only one on earth who can kill the evil Ravana. And so I will sit here, waiting for the chosen one to arrive.
0: Welcome to Mythology, a Spotify original from ParCast. Every Tuesday, we present dramatic stories from ancient mythology and explore their origins. I'm your host and narrator, Vanessa Richardson. You can find all episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. Today is the second episode in our three-part retelling of the ancient Indian epic The Ramayana – Prince Rama of Koshala has been banished from his kingdom at his stepmother's request. But he does not have to endure this banishment alone. His beloved wife Sita and his loyal brother Lakshmana were adamant that they go with him. We find the trio as they arrive in the forest and settle into a quiet life in exile. Their peace, however, is short-lived. Soon the demon Ravana finds them. Once he does, Rama must defeat this great foe and his demon followers, the Rakshasas. This is Rama's dharma, his purpose. If he does not succeed, then the world will succumb to Ravana's evil forever. Coming up, Rama confronts uncertainty and heartbreak in the woods.
3: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness
1: I know this will not be easy. Deep in the forest, something awaits the young prince. I ask you, Lord Vishnu, give him protection. Give him the strength to see good. For as he goes on, he will find that his biggest test in the forest is not survival, but pure evil. There, in the forest, He will meet Ravana.
0: Rama lurched forward as the carriage stopped in the mud. The horses whined, their muscles strained, but they could go no further. This was the edge of the Aranya forest. A thick, sprawling jungle, it would be their home for the next 14 years. So far, their journey from the palace in Ayodhya had been tiring but smooth. Here, in the wild woods, it would get much harder. Rama's beautiful wife Sita observed the wall of trees with solemn grace. Her steadfastness made Rama's heart ache. She'd given up her life for him, and Rama wasn't sure she understood what she'd gotten into. She was a princess, used to luxury, servants, and comfort. He dreaded what he was about to tell her. Guess it's time to start walking. Lakshmana, Rama's brother and closest comrade, jumped out of the carriage.
5: Yes, Lakshmana is right. Are you alright to walk, Sita?
4: This isn't going to work, Rom.
5: I know. It isn't going to work. Take a horse, head back to the palace.
4: No, I mean this isn't going to work if you don't think I can do it. You've been asking me the whole ride if I'm okay or if I want to go home. Your father told you, marriage is not for the weak. Do you think I'm weak?
0: Rama stammered, caught off guard by her tone. Before he could reply, a shadow fell over the carriage. It was a massive vulture. His feathers were a mixture of gold and blue, his wingspan blocking out the sun overhead. The vulture landed right in their path.
5: Get back, beast! Lakshmana, put your arrows away. I do not
1: think this bird wants to harm us are you sure it's big it's
0: really big Uh, maybe it's a rakshasa of some kind the creature was certainly intimidating but it did not seem aggressive when rama moved closer he noticed something strange
5: (sighs) i can see things in this vulture's eyes images of some kind like reflections but changing somehow what do you see There's a man, kneeling. Is that...? It It is! The sage Vishramatra! I can see him praying, and and now there's a... a blue-skinned man with four arms, adorned in gold. Vishnu, is that what you are trying to tell me, bird? That Vishnu heard my mentor's prayers and sent you?
0: The vulture nodded, its gaze locked on Rama's. More images flowed through its eyes. His name is
5: Jatayu. He's a demigod. He's come
0: to tell us something. Now
5: we see our father, Lakshmana. The king. Vishwamitra is praying at his bedside. Father doesn't look well. He's not moving. No! It can't be! What is it? Father is dead. Ah!
1: Oh, Ram. No. It's... We knew this was coming. When we left, we knew we would not see him again. You're right. That doesn't make
5: it any easier, does it? But we must keep moving on.
0: Rama was overwhelmed, but he could not show weakness, even to Lakshmana. He was the reason they were all here, the dutiful son. This was a burden he'd have to shoulder alone. So he ran before they could see him cry. Rama rushed blindly into the forest, ignoring the leaves and branches that cut his face. When he was sure he'd run far enough, he sank to his knees beside a teak tree and sobbed. Rama hadn't been scared to fight Rakshasas with Lakshmana. He hadn't been scared to leave home or the responsibility that came with his dharma. But he was terrified of a world without his father. Am I disturbing you? Sita appeared behind him. As always, his heart melted at the sight of her, but even her presence couldn't soothe the pain in his chest. Oh, Sita, without my father, who am I? I'm lost. That's not true, Rama. Look at your ring. Rama glanced at his hand. His signet ring glinted, its engraving of Vishnu's conch shell staring back at him. He remembered his father's words.
5: This ring was made by the creator himself, Brahma. It signifies the legacy you and Sita will make together.
2: It is the truth. Let her give it to you on your wedding day. It will keep you close.
4: You were born to see the truth, to see past Maya, the illusion the gods laid upon the world. Your father, he knew this ring and our love would be your touchstone. When you lose your way, let it bring you back. Let it help you see the truth. I don't feel
5: like I can see anything right now. It all feels so foggy.
4: Then let me guide you. The truth is, your father is not gone. Remember, death itself is an illusion. A form of Maya. Of course.
5: I know this, but it it still hurts.
0: Jatayu landed on a rock beside Sita and Rama. Lakshmana appeared moments later, panting. I, I tried to get more out of him, but I can't see anything in his eyes. Stupid bird. Rama's gaze fell to his brother. Lakshmana's voice was steady, but Rama could see the pain in his eyes. Rama was not the only one who had lost a father. Rama felt Sita wipe away a tear that lingered on his cheek.
4: My father always said, tears are just pain leaving the body. It is noble to shed your grief
0: and start anew. Rama straightened up. His heart ached. But when he looked at Sita and Lakshmana, he realized mourning his father was not weak and he did not have to go through it alone I am
5: glad to have you by my side both of you
0: and so the group sat in the forest soon they were talking and laughing again it would not be easy but for now it was enough The trio, with Jatayu keeping watch, trekked along the Godavari's riverbank and chose an area of wilderness to settle in. They named it Panchvati. As Lakshmana had promised, he put his skills to work. He made them little huts to live in, hunted for their supper, and built a fire for them to cook on each night. There they stayed. Days turned into months, months into years. They saw Jatayu frequently. The great bird never said a word, but watched over them with a steely gaze. It was a sight that Rama grew to depend on, a fourth member of their little family. Sita and Jatayu seemed especially close. Rama would often catch Sita speaking to the great bird, gently telling him about her day. (sighs)
2: Sita...
0: Rama had not thought it possible, but he'd fallen even more in love with his wife. Her royal grace was nothing compared to the ease she showed when living in the forest. It stunned him. This wasn't the life he had promised her, and yet somehow it was even sweeter. One day, he was watching Sita gather wood for a fire. Lakshmana was nearby, practicing with his dagger before a solemn Jatayu. Rama didn't notice them, though. He only had eyes for Sita. His heart throbbed in his chest. Their gaze met. She smiled. It was the greatest smile Rama had ever seen.
4: I could use some game for the fire tonight.
5: Uh, I'll, I'll get it. Let me get it this time. But
0: I always go hunting. It was true, Rama had been a spoiled prince his whole life. A young man meant for greatness. Little chores like hunting and cooking were beneath him. But in these woods, the great Dharma Vishwamitra and his father spoke of was nowhere in sight. He felt useless.
5: Let me go. I should learn to help with hunting, especially when Sita asks. A
1: man should be able to feed his wife. All right, I'll stay. But just remember when you're tracking to stay low, like this. Hush, brother, please. I have this.
0: Rama smiled tenderly at Sita as he went. Sometimes it felt like they were the only two people in this vast, verdant forest. Of course, they weren't. There were demons, Rakshasas, who lived in the forest. Rama and Lakshmana had battled their kind before, but even they were not fully prepared for the sorts of demons they lived alongside. Amongst these trees lurked the kind of Rakshasas the sage Vishwamitra had feared the most.
1: Some become monsters, eating all that moves, making farms barren. Uh, Others are more sly, taking on beautiful shapes to tempt mortals into infidelity.
0: And one of those sly shapeshifters had its eye on our trio of heroes. Rama! Surpanaka peered at Rama from behind the thicket as he ventured out on his hunt. She'd been watching the group for days. Well, not the group, exactly. She did not know who Rama was or why he was in the forest, but from the moment she'd first heard his voice through the trees, she was smitten. She felt giddy, like a silly little human, Natsurpanika, powerful demoness and sister to the great Ravana. She did not want to rip him apart. That was what she usually did when she saw a human. No... She wanted to feel his body against hers, to give herself over to his strong embrace. Surpanika lifted a hand to her cheek. Her skin was gray and scaly, her eyes bright red. She was a gorgeous rakshasa, but she knew a human would be frightened when they looked at her. She closed her eyes and let power surge through her. Her scales melted away into smooth, youthful skin. Her hair thickened, shining in the dappled forest light. She could feel her eyes brighten. She smiled. It was time to claim her prize. <laughs> Coming up, a demoness attacks Rama where he's weakest.
3: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. Three great words. Free fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with one dollar minimum purchase. Bada ba. one time on Fridays at participating McDonald's through 123124. Excludes tax must up rewards.
0: Now back to the story. Rama trekked into the forest, his bow at the ready. He was eager to surprise Sita with something more than the rabbits Lakshmana usually brought back. Something big and juicy that they could eat for an entire week. The further he got from the river, the quieter the forest became. He swore he could hear bells coming from somewhere in its depths. He already felt out of his element. His mentor, Vishwamitra, had trained him in warfare, not survival. He tried to search for tracks like Lakshmana had taught him, but everything in the forest looked the same. Even if he caught something, would he know how to get back? There it was, the bells again, closer this time. Where were they coming from? Rama peered into the shadows of the trees, seeing nothing. Until, Rama. He gasped. A pair of shining, dark brown eyes peered out at him from under a taro leaf. He raised his bow.
5: I see you in there. Reveal yourself.
0: Rama watched the eyes move out of the shadows. They were set in a beautiful face atop a graceful, lithe body clad in red, flowing robes. It was a woman unlike any he'd ever laid eyes on. <laughs> Boop! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Namaste. Are,
5: are you lost?
4: You don't know me. Hmm. I would have thought you've dreamt of me. I've dreamt of you. My name is Sarpanika.
5: I'm Rama, Prince of Kosala.
4: <gasps> a prince. <laughs> What are you doing so far from home?
5: I'm... in exile, if you must know.
4: A rotten prince.
5: No, uh, not exactly. Punishment led me away from my home. But so did destiny. My father said that I was born to know truth, to know who was corrupted by the Rakshasas and who was good. (laughs) He was wise, my father.
4: You speak of Maya. How the gods put a veil over our eyes, making those on Earth stumble around in the darkness. Searching for an understanding that will always elude us.
5: Yes, exactly.
4: Oh, my poor banished prince. Didn't he also tell you that it doesn't have to be that way? You can be the illusionist rather than the duped. When you want to have power over the world? The sweet taste of honey, the cool touch of a stream, all these can be at your fingertips. Why hide from Maya when you can use it to bring yourself pleasure? Here, let me show you.
0: She ran a finger down his arm and held out her hand, her eyes coaxing Rama to take it. The prince flinched at her touch, Her skin was pristine and soft, and her words, her words spoke to an urge deep inside of him. He wanted to fulfill his dharma. Could she help? He slowly reached out. As he did, his ring glinted in the sunlight. Once he saw it, all he could think about was Sita.
5: I... uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know if my wife would like this.
0: Surpanika's eyes flashed She looked so furious Rama was sure he saw them turn red Her lips curled into a sneer Surpanika crumpled to the ground with a shriek An arrow sprouted from her shoulder Lakshmana ran up to Rama, bow in hand Uh, Are you
1: alright? I'm sure you had it all under control But that Rakshasa looked pretty fearsome
0: Instinct took over <sighs> Stunned, Rama looked to where Surpanika lay on the ground, writhing with pain. She was no longer a woman. Her skin was gray and scaly, her eyes a vibrant red. A demon! How did I miss it? Surpanika staggered to her feet, but she didn't get far before Lakshmana tackled her to the ground. Ugh. Ugh. She tried to scramble away, but Lakshmana held her down. She lashed out to bite him, her sharp teeth just missing his arm. Lakshmana pinned her down by the throat, arms straining against the demon. He drew his dagger and brought it towards the creature's throat. Even pinned by an armed man, she would not be still. She snapped and squirmed with increasing ferocity. A gout of blood sprayed from beneath Lakshmana. Ah! Surpanika ripped herself free and lurched to her feet. Her nose was gone. In its place, a ragged hole. Blood ran down her cheeks.
2: You humans have no idea what you've done. I will see to it that you are ripped apart limb by limb.
1: She's gone. I should have gone for my arrows rather than the dagger. I I can't believe I did not see her for what she was. Rashasas can be
0: cunning. That's what Vishwamitra always told us, right? Rama stared in the direction Surpanaka had fled. His chest was tight. If he was fooled so easily by a demon, was he truly the one destined to destroy evil?
5: I wonder if there's been a horrible mistake.
0: Ravana stood on his balcony over the sea. He raised all of his 20 arms, his muscles rippling under the weight of the heavy jewels covering them. He let out a sigh, breathing in the sea air, It was his favorite thing, standing here, feeling his power as he watched the roaring ocean far below. Ravana's castle was nestled between two mountain peaks on a remote island. He could see the mainland. It was far away, but it didn't matter. Ravana was in control of it. He controlled everything the eye could see. (laughs)
2: Look at this world, so malleable. My spirits lift and the sun shines with it. My spirits fall and the storms shake the earth. This place begs me to take it in my hand, to shape it with my own mire to disillusion all living things. But I must conquer it slowly. Otherwise the gods will notice and stand in my way. For now, I will let my Rakshasas play. (laughs)
0: Brother, the most horrible thing has happened. His sister, Surpanika, burst in. Her nose was a mangled mess. Blood dripped down her face.
2: What has happened to your face, humans? three of them in the woods I chose one of them to be mine and he he refused me just because he has a wife already
0: all 20 of Ravana's eyes glared at his little sister he was furious that humans had disfigured her the audacity but as Surpanika told him about these humans their life in the forest how awful they were he grew interested in the woman she described
2: Tell me more about her. I don't know. Why do you care? They need to die, all three of them. I'll decide what is to be done. That's all, Surpanaka. Leave.
0: Surpanaka grumbled as she retreated. Ravana returned to his post, staring at the mainland, He had been looking for a queen to sire his offspring. A human might be perfect, delicate, easily manipulated. The thought made his heart beat faster. The wind picked up.
2: I will have to go to this forest. I could kill her comrades. (laughs) But it would cause them more pain to see her disappear. Yes... I will just have to get her alone. All this time, I felt like I was missing something. A supreme ruler needs more than a kingdom. He also needs a bloodline.
0: Sita loved the rain. She pushed open the door to their hut and looked out at the river. When she lived in the castle, she used to hate rainstorms. It meant she'd be trapped inside. But here, in this forest, rain made the day feel like an adventure. She looked over at her husband. It was early, and Rama was still sleeping. When she turned back to the woods, she saw something move at the edge of the tree line. Something glowing. Oh my.
4: It's a... stag. How...
0: beautiful. Sita's heart pounded, and the edges of her vision went blurry. All she could see was the deer. It looked directly at her, then turned and raced into the woods. (gasps) Stop! Sita sprinted out into the rain... Rama and Lakshmana leapt out of their huts, alarmed. They raised their bows as they approached her.
5: Sita, what happened? We heard you cry.
4: It it was a deer, a golden one. I I must go get it.
5: You're not going out into the forest by yourself, especially not in this weather.
4: Then... will you go get it for me? I wouldn't ask if it wasn't important. I just feel like it needs me somehow
5: of course sita you don't seem like yourself are you all right
4: i'm fine my love
1: Uh, Lakshmana, can you stay here with her i I need to come too ram catching a stag in a storm Uh, take skill
5: i don't want to leave sita alone
1: wait i think i have an idea
0: He broke a branch off a tree and walked around Sita, tracing a circle in the dirt around his wife.
5: When I trained with Vishwamitra, he taught me to fight. But he also taught me that if I hold something in my heart, something true and strong, then I can protect it. Sita, this circle will keep you safe. No one can touch you so long as you are inside of it. Stay here while Lakshmana and I fetch the deer.
0: Sita's head felt heavy as she nodded. The rain and the fog and the glow of the deer all mixed together. All she could think about was how much she desired it. Rama and Lakshmana ran off, but as soon as they disappeared from sight, Sita felt her mind sharpen. She blinked.
4: What's what's going on with me? Why, why did I want that deer so badly?
2: Can you spare any scraps for an
0: old deer? Iron Man? Sita jumped to her feet at the sound of an unfamiliar voice. A shadow stood at the edge of the tree line. It belonged to a sannyasi, a wise man, hobbling into the clearing. He was old and bent, with a begging bowl in his hand. As soon as the sannyasi appeared, Sita heard a bird scream. She looked up. Jatayu was perched in the tree above her, his eyes locked on the old man.
2: You can tell your friend not to be scared, my dear.
0: I'm no Rakshasa.
4: Shush, Jatayu! It's all right.
0: Jatayu quieted down, but Sita could still feel his piercing stare fixed on her.
4: I used to be afraid of Rakshasas, but I'm not anymore. I married the man who is going to defeat them all.
2: (laughs) There is no such man.
4: Of course there is. He is Prince Rama of Koshala, reincarnation of Vishnu himself. He is destined to rid the world of evil, to drive out the darkness with his light.
2: What about Ravana? Ravana is all powerful. He created the demons you speak of, and he
0: is impossible to kill. Lord Brahma made it so. The old man stepped forward, his face twisted in anger. But as he did so, his foot caught on a rock. He tipped forward and fell to the ground. Sita rushed forward to help. In doing so, her feet crossed the border of the circle. (coughs) Sita flinched and looked up. Jatayu had jumped off his branch and dove through the air towards her. His eyes were wild with warning, his talons outstretched. She didn't understand until she looked back to the sannyasi. He had changed. His skin was bright blue and rippled with muscle. 10 heads with blood red eyes stared at her. 20 arms reached out. This was no man. It was a demon. (gasps) Ravana! Ravana lunged forward, his hands poised to snatch Sita from where she stood. But just before he reached her, Jatayu collided with him. The vulture was fierce, but he was no match for the demon. Ravana's arms pulled Jatayu's feathers. The mouths of the 10 heads bit his wings. Finally, Jatayu tore itself free, flapping desperately away from Ravana. Blood dribbled from his throat and chest like a rain of its own. His torn wings flapped weaker and weaker until he dropped to the ground.
2: Jatayu! No! It's time to go to your new home, princess.
0: Princess. Sita screamed as a score of hands grabbed at her shoulders, her waist, her throat. One clamped down over her mouth, cutting off her cries. Coming up, Rama's worst fears are realized. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Rama crept through the brush, his eyes locked on the golden deer. It glowed, illuminating the forest around it in a deep orange. He was mesmerized. No wonder Sita had been so eager to catch it. Lakshmana handed Rama his bow. He carefully took aim. He did not want to spook this great creature. (coughs) Rama and Lakshmana looked up at the sound of a scream. The golden animal had been so entrancing, they'd forgotten they were in the forest at all. Ram, uh,
5: the deer's gone. So it is. Did, did you hear someone cry? It sounded like it
0: came from the river. Sita! When Rama reached the woods by their huts, the first thing he saw was an empty circle, and… Jatayu? The great demigod lay on the ground, his eyes wide open, blood washing away in the rain. Terrified, Rama rushed to his side.
5: Jatayu, what happened? Where is Sita? Sita! You're all right, stay with me. He's not all right, Ram. Hush, Lakshmana. Please, Jatayu, what happened
0: here? Rama looked into the demigod's eyes. This time, the images that appeared in his irises were flickering and dull, like a fire sputtering to stay lit on damp logs. But Rama could see Sita in them. He could see her talking to an old man. He could see her leaping out of the circle and the old man transforming into a towering demon. With these visions, Rama heard Vishwamitra's voice.
1: Deep in the forest, something awaits the young prince. I ask you, Lord Vishnu, give him protection. Give him the strength to see good, For as he goes on, he will find that his biggest test in the forest is not survival, but pure evil. There, in the forest, he will meet Ravana.
5: (gasps) Ravana? you? No! Wake up! He's gone, Ram. He was trying to save her... Ravana has taken Sita!
0: Rama felt his brother's hands on his shoulders, trying to calm him, but there was no easing his pain now. His wife was missing, their valiant demigod was dead, and it was all because he'd fallen for a demon's trick. Rama stood and paced, grief and fury coursed through him. His foot struck something in the leaves, something metal. He reached down to grab it. It was one of Sita's bracelets. He remembered when he gave them to her, the day they left for these woods.
5: You do not have to leave everything behind. I would like you to remember at least some of who you are. (laughs) Oh, no. Ram, please. It isn't like you to be defeated. I didn't see it, Luck. I didn't see the truth in what the deer was. I didn't even see the truth in the demoness that tricked me in the woods. Am I really the chosen one if I can't
1: recognize a simple trick? Remember? When we were young, we would play in the fountain using leaves as boats. We'd pretend we were two warrior kings traveling across a great ocean. Our quest? To conquer our enemy and save a princess. Father would say...
5: The joking about war was to dishonor Lord Vishnu. The battle was no laughing matter.
1: This is no joke, Ram. We are men, and our game has become real. We need to conquer our enemy and save a princess. You're right, brother. This act shall not go unpunished. I will
5: slay Ravana and any demon who gets in my way.
0: Jatayu's eyes had shown the direction Ravana went, towards the mountain range. So that is where the brothers headed. They walked for hours. Sweat ran down their backs and their legs ached. Still, they saw no sign of Ravana. Please, Rama. I need to rest.
1: Five minutes. We can't stop, Lakshmana. But we don't even know if... We're on the right path. Ravana could have turned a dozen different ways. Who's there? Show yourself. Probably an animal.
0: The bushes parted and a man stepped out of the jungle shadows. He was wrapped head to toe in orange robes. Rama could not see his face.
1: Who are you? You are in the land of the Vanara. It is you who must state your purpose. And it better be true, or we will have to kill you. We?
0: No sooner had Rama spoken than the forest around them came to life. Dozens of eyes peered out from behind branches and trees. They were surrounded.
5: I see. We are looking for my wife, Sita. The demon Ravana has taken her. Have you seen them come this way?"
0: The figure went very still. He seemed to be looking at Rama's hand, at his signet ring. Uh,
1: Where did you get that? What does that have to do with anything?
5: Hush, Lakshmana! It was a gift from my father, the King of Koshila, and it was then given to me on my wedding day by my wife. You are Prince Rama? I am. Please, come with me. We can't. Time is of the essence. My wife. I know where your wife is.
0: The robed figure vanished into the trees. Lakshmana locked eyes with Rama, a silent question. Do we follow? Rama nodded, pulse pounding. The two brothers set off into the trees, catching up with a mysterious man. They could hear a patter of feet behind them, the watchers they'd glimpsed in the forest. The stranger led them up a steep slope until they reached a rocky mountain alcove. Then the figure beckoned them into a dark cave mouth. Rama squinted into the cavern's depths. He could see shapes move in the shadows, but it was hard to tell what they were. The figure turned to Rama and Lakshmana and finally pulled back his hood. He was the size and shape of a man with human-like eyes and a muscular chest, but he was covered in thick fur and had a long tail that swished back and forth behind him. His mouth and ears looked like,
1: Is that a monkey? I am the god Hanuman, god and general of the Vanara. My people, It is
0: him! (laughs) One by one, figures emerged from the shadows around them. Monkey men, women, and children with shining eyes. Hundreds of them. They stared at Rama, their jaws slack. Admiration on their faces. And then they lowered their heads. They were bowing to Rama.
1: We have been living in exile, in fear of Ravana, and we've been waiting for Vishnu incarnate, the one who can save us. We've been waiting for you."
0: Rama looked around him, stunned by all the hopeful faces. His eyes swam with tears. He wanted it to be true, but He'd been so blind to evil during his time in the forest, he wasn't sure that he was destined to be a hero. He could no longer feel his dharma, and he was about to tell Hanuman so when... Hanuman snapped his fingers, and a sprang forward to hand the general something shiny and metal. Hanuman held it up. It was one of Sita's bracelets.
1: We saw Ravana take your wife. The Vanara and I will help you free her.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Mythology. We'll be back next week with the final episode in our journey. Rama and Lakshmana travel across the ocean to save Sita. And finally, face the evil Ravana. It is a battle for humanity, and Rama must win. Or else. You can find more episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back next week with the final chapter of this epic story. Mythology is a Spotify original from Parcast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound designed by Brian Golub, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Nick Johnson, Trent Williamson, and Carly Madden. This episode of Mythology was written by Kate Murdoch, edited by Molly Quinlan and Robert Teamstra, fact-checked by Haley Milliken, researched by Adriana Gomez, and produced by Freddie Beckley. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Dinesh Alvis, Zelda Diana Black, and Charlie Wess. I'm Vanessa Richardson.